hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Kevin West. To order or download additional resources, please visit kevinwest.org. You know, one of the most challenging things as a pastor and as a leadership, as a church, is to, to acknowledge um, things and anniversaries, holidays, special moments, when things are celebratory for some, but they're not always celebratory for everybody. And sometimes what we do as, as people, we have a tendency to forget about those that maybe have, a, 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 what is celebration for some people is a pain for others. And then what we do is we move over here and we are a little insensitive to that, not meaning to, just don't know how to handle it. And then there's other times that we're, uh, We'd rather not celebrate anybody because we don't know how to handle the things that we don't know how to handle. Am I making any kind of sense? Yeah. So today we do honor mothers. And those of you that have been blessed and able to have children, we bless you. We're thankful for you. But we also bless those that have had miscarriages and never had a baby. We bless those that are not able to have one that their hearts have wanted them, right? See, what makes us Expression Church is the fact that we're, we want to stick out, stick ourselves out there and minister to all people. This isn't a Debbie Downer, this isn't a moment of, some people have lost children and people have lost mothers this year, right? But the meaning of Mother's Day was back in the early 1900s, and you guys know this, when a young lady wanted to celebrate her mother. And somehow we've commercialized it and made it all kinds of different things. But I've got news for you. If you're a woman in here today, you have the power and the ability to mother others. I'm just telling you right now, I'm gonna talk about one today. We honor you that are moms, but we also honor you moms that mom children that you didn't give birth to. I'm looking around the room, as I look around the room, I see some that don't have Right now, I don't have custody of their kids, but your mom. Guys, I know we don't like to do this part. We like to celebrate and give everybody flowers, and, but I, I wanna press into something in the spirit today, deep into the spirit. I'm talking about opening up something inside of us that allows us to get, where we get bone against bone and flesh against flesh. See, I'm so sick and tired of just sweeping over top of people's hurts and pains so we can sing another song, collect another offering, build another building, start another ministry. Yeah. I want you free. 
I might not be able to answer every question that you have and every pain that you have, every hurt that's deep inside of you. I may not be able to go there. I may not be able to help you. I don't know why God does some of the things he does. Sovereign as he is, I don't know why some things happen to some people and some things don't happen to others. I don't know. I wish I had all those answers, but that would make me God. But I do know one thing for certain. He's faithful. He's good. He's true. He doesn't do things to punish you. Right? And when circumstances of life hit us, the first thing we do when something comes and disappointment hits our life, the first thing we do is, what's wrong with me? What could I have done differently? What, what, what's, what's wrong? What, what, I mean, and you begin to look at all of the things in your life that bring you up short of trying to measure up of what you think you should be measuring up to. And I'm here to tell you today, moms, mothers, women, you all are mothers in the kingdom. Jesus said it this way, my mothers, my brother, who is my brother, my sister, my mother, my father, who is, who is, it's the ones that do the will of the Lord. I feel an ache inside of my heart this morning for something and I don't know what the ache is for, but I feel it deep in my heart. It's like a, it's a deep, a deep pain, a hurt, like a sorrow, an ache. And we're supposed to be celebrating Mother's Day and we're going to because I feel like I gotta work this out first to get to the other side of where we're headed. And this pain that I'm feeling or this ache that I'm feeling is that there's an empty, hollow, sorrow feeling that many people are feeling this morning across the bottom, a body of Christ. And if you're feeling that feeling, would you just do me a favor? Nobody's looking around. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Just give me this moment, please. If that's you this morning, would you just raise your hand? You're feeling hollow, shallow, feeling empty, an ache. I see your hands, they're all over the place. I need to pray. Heavenly Father, Spirit of the living God, We have people here today, God, that are celebrating an incredible day today. We have others, Lord, that are feeling an ache and a pain deep in their heart. But something's missing. And it's not just this holiday. It's life circumstances. It's situations that they can't control. They don't know how to change. They don't know how to fix. Even their best manipulative tool won't work.
Many are under the, the conditions of things outside of their control and people outside of their control. God, and they're, they're hurting. They don't want to be a burden to everybody else, but they don't know what to do. They love you, they pray to you, they seek your face, they worship, they sing, they've known you for years, they're faithful in their ways, they trust you, but God, something just doesn't seem to change. They feel bad for feeling bad. They hurt for hurting. They're sick for being sick. They've looked at all themselves and taken an inventory of their their personality, their looks, their age, their thoughts, their past, their present. And God, they've inventoried themselves to pieces. They feel inferior, insecure, insufficient, coming up short. And God, if you don't change it, it's not gonna change. If you don't fill that void, nothing's gonna fill it. If you don't heal it, it won't get healed. If you don't touch them, they're not gonna get touched. If that confusion don't leave, only can come from your peace. And if you don't give peace, it's not gonna get peace. If those people don't change, it's gonna be God's God because you didn't change it because nobody can change it but you. children, their grandchildren, an ache and a void, and they get smiles on their face during most of the day, but when that thing comes back into their mind, they're gripped with a despair and a hopelessness that makes them feel like they can't go on. So in the name of Jesus, the Christ, the son of the living God. I'm asking you, Father, to release the bomb of Gilead into the hearts and minds of your people that are in despair right now. Let there be a lifting and a replacing of the pressures of life with the peace that passes all understanding. And the Lord just spoke to me so clearly just now, and I just felt, felt that ache leave. He said, don't just pray for that peace. You pray for it to change. Don't pray to cope, pray for change. Don't pray to learn how to deal with it in the midst of its storm, pray for change. I say change the circumstance, God. Change it, God. 
Let peace be a byproduct, not something we just have to handle. Let truth be an agent of that change. Open up the eyes of those that are blind. They can't see spiritually. They're blinded by the wicked one. Open their eyes. Turn their hearts back towards their mothers and their, their wives and their, their, their daughters and their families and their, their coworkers. Turn their hearts back into the kingdom. Let them see a softening coming across their heart. Let them feel something. Let what once satisfied them not satisfy them anymore. Soften those hearts, hearts, hearts that are hard. Josie, Jimmy's heart's gonna turn. Jimmy's heart's gonna turn. God said, who made you a doormat to be walked on? To wipe your feet on the bottom of your feet? Why do you settle for things you shouldn't be settling for? If you only knew who you were. You're the bride of Christ. A city set on a hill. A city within a city set on a hill. Out of that city flows the street of gold. Purity, 
love, power flows from you. Where's your fight? Where's your battle? Where's your will to win? You're in more charge and more control than you think you are. God says, rise up. Rise up. Judges chapter five. The nation of Israel was in a place in time when things were, they were complacent. Ronnie was talking about last week about being complacent. They were in a time and a place where the, the Canaanites had come in and kind of took control of the land. These guys were now living under such a, um, a, 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 a pressure of life that they had learned to acquiesce to the times they were living in. They had lost their fight. They'd lost their will to fight. They were just going with what they could go with and it felt like it was not gonna get any better. The, fight, the people that had fought in years before had lost their, their, their fighting ability. They were fighters, they were warriors, but they had lost their will to fight and to be a warrior. Why? Because they came up underneath something that was so much more powerful than them, that was bigger than them, that they just kind of wilted and began to just acquiesce because they couldn't find peace, they couldn't find strength, and things were just out of control. But here's what happened. God raised up somebody. He raised up a woman. And her name was Deborah. And let's read what happens here. Chapter five, verse one. Then sang Deborah and Barak, the son of Ammonom, on the day saying, praise ye the Lord for the avenging of Israel when the people willingly offered themselves. Hear, O ye kings, give ear, O ye princess. I, even I, will sing unto the Lord. I will sing praise to the Lord, God of Israel. Lord, when, wa, when thou wentest out from Seir, when thou marched out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled and the heavens dropped. The clouds also dropped water. The mountains melted bef from before the Lord, even that Sinai from before the Lord of God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied. Now what this means was, and the, the travelers walked through byway, people were, they were afraid. They were, they were sojourning, but they were afraid. They just didn't have any will. There was no determination. There was no direction. Where am I gonna go from here? They just let people just kind of, they lost their, they became aimless, directionless, wanderers, vagabonds, walking from place to place, just trying to figure out where do I go from here? Working week to week, paycheck to paycheck, doing a job, hoping you're getting ahead, but you're not sure you're getting ahead, raising your family, doing the best that you can, all living up underneath something, but they thought everything was okay, but over this course of time, they lost their ability to lead in power. They lost their ability to lead with force and direction and fortitude 
They were not leading life, life was leading them. One of those places where they just became so complacent and they were just figuring like, well, whatever will be, will be. Give me just, let me just find a little bit of peace. Let me just find a glimpse of happiness. Let me just give me a glimpse of, if I could just get my kids raised, if I could just get my kids in school, if I could just get my kids through college. If I can, and before you know it, time just keeps passing by while we're just continuing to try to do the best that we can under the circumstances. Have you ever heard anybody say that? How's it going? Well, considering... Considering what I'm facing, I'm doing the best that I know how. Well, it's time some of those considerings change. And the travelers walked through the byways. The inhabitants of the villages ceased. They ceased in Israel until that I, Deborah, look at this. Until that I, Deborah, arose. That I arose a mother in Israel. Now there's no record anywhere in scripture that Deborah had kids but she calls herself a mother of Israel. Moms, that's all of us. That's you, that's me, that's the church, the mother. Who's gonna stand up and say, we're the mother of Huntington, the mother of West Virginia, the mother of Ohio? Who's gonna stand up and say, I'm the mother of Kentucky, I'm the mother of the United States, I'm the Who's gonna stand up and say that? She did it. She looked out over the, the landscape of society. She saw the conditions of people's homes and lives. And she looked at him and said, there's gotta be more to this. God brought us out of Egypt. He brought him out of, across the Red Sea. He took him through the wilderness and crossed over into the Jericho, into the, the land of promises. And we saw God do miracle after miracle after miracle. We saw fire come from heaven on Elijah. We saw things, miracles take place. Elisha was raising people from the dead. We saw all those things take place. And now we're looking at a, at a people a body of people that are, looks like they're losing, that they're down and out and subject to everything around them and things aren't getting any better and we just, they just keep living life the best they can under the, 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 the pressures of life. And she looks at him and she says, where's the song? Where's the joy? Where's the strength? Where's the faith? Where's the power? Where is the God of power? We hear about God gonna heal, God gonna deliver, God gonna change, God gonna change, but do we have to keep singing this to one day and he comes back and it all goes away? Is that the only reprieve we ever get is when he comes back? Where's the church? Where's the people? Where's, who's gonna mother this thing to see change? Who's gonna look at somebody in the face and say, it's time you get yourself together because if you don't, everybody behind you is gonna fall apart. When you're gonna lead this thing, when you're gonna get out in front, who's gonna be able to take a look at the people and say, where is God? Where is the people? Where is the church? And a woman named Deborah, that I arose a mother in Israel. They choose new gods. Then was war in the gates. Was there a shield or a spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? My heart is toward the governors of Israel that offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless ye the Lord. What's this? Speak, ye that ride on white asses, ye that sit in judgment and walk by the way. Nobody wants to hear. Listen to me, guys. Nobody wants to hear this anymore. Nobody wants to hear how bad you are. That message isn't gonna get you to change. That message isn't gonna get him to change or her to change. Condemnation, shame, is not the message that you're gonna to hear today that's gonna to bring people out of the pit that they're in. Truth 
will. When they're in sin, they need to be told they're in sin. Not because they're bad, because what could be good, right? And there's gotta be something coming from the inside of a person that stands up. So truth has got to be truth. We're not here to take on the culture of the world, tell them how bad the culture is and, and, and the Kardashians and all the different things we could point out, all the different, we're not here for that. We're here. What about your world? What about your life? What about the person in your home? What about you next to you? What, what, are you, what are you carrying inside of you that when you rise up and become the person, the man of God and the woman of God that you're supposed to be, that things begin to change around you? I'm not talking about just setting people straight and telling them all their faults. I'm talking about taking on the demonic forces and the supernatural powers of the forces of darkness that invade your lifestyle and your life. Man, if you only knew who you were, you'd be like a Deborah. Deborah realized the culture is a mess. Society is a mess. And I can't tell you why it hasn't changed for some people and it has changed for others. But I do know one thing, it can change. I've, Terry Steele called me yesterday, prayed for somebody, I don't know who he even prayed for, prayed for somebody yesterday and they received instant healing. Am I telling the truth? Instant. Told me he'd been, he'd been saved for 50 years or longer. I won't tell you how old you are, but he's been saved for a long time. And he said, I've been sitting on this kind of power for this long and didn't even know what to do with it. He's shaking inside. What are you gonna do when the revelatory power of God wakes up inside of you and now it's alive and you gotta know how to steward it? It's so much easier to go, God will you? God will you? God will you? God will you? I'm talking about, it's not about your feelings not getting hurt either, princess. Right? I went to pray for a guy one time and he looked at me and he said, he said, I went to the hospital and prayed for him. He was in the, in the hospital bed. He was dying. And I went to pray for him. He said, I don't believe any of that stuff and I'd rather you not put your hand on me. And I said, let me tell you something. I said, this is your wife? He said, yeah. I said, she believes in this stuff and if I don't put my hand on you, she's going to. And it won't be like I do it. Are, are you hearing me? I really am not interested. You're not calling the shots today because you're in the position you're in. Where's that kind of faith? I'm not trying not to hurt your feelings. I'm trying to get you healed. I really don't care if you believe or you don't believe. I do, she does, we do. Right? I'm gonna give you something whether you like it or not. And I've said this before. If I walked into this room and I had a, a, a contagious virus Everybody in here is gonna look at me and go, and I didn't, let's say I didn't know I had it. You, you, you might get it if I, because I have it, because it's contagious. I don't have to look at the, say to the virus, virus, get them. Why? Because it has power, right? That's what I'm saying, it's got power. But now if I know I've got a virus, I will begin to pull away, why? Because I wanna protect you from catching the virus. That's how this thing works in the, in, in the disease world, right? Well, if the virus is that much more potent, then how much more do we carry as the presence and the power of God when we walk into a situation or a circumstance or a room, the power and the presence of God has to be more power and potent than the virus. But we're running from hepatitis A, but ain't nobody running from you because you got the presence of God. We won't eat at a restaurant because it broke out there. Some people should not be eating at a restaurant because you walked in the room and you're gonna change the whole atmosphere. 
I'm talking about what are you gonna do today, Mother's Day after lunch, after, after we share? You should be walking in Applebee's wherever you're going, Roadhouse, all the rest, of, wherever you're gonna go, walk in that room and recognize there's something inside of you that's more potent than everything around you. If that's not real to you, you haven't rose up. And you can't counsel with devils. A disease is demonic. You can't talk it out of going. Well, if you don't mind, it's better that you leave. No, you got to go. Rise up, mother. You say, you sit in judgment and walk by the way. Let's keep going. They that are delivered from the noise of the archers in the places of drawing water, there shall, they shall rehearse the righteous acts of the Lord, even the righteous acts towards the inhabitants of his village in Israel. Then shall the people of the Lord go down to the gates. Watch this. Awake, awake, Deborah, awake. Awake, utter a song. Arise, Barak, and lead thy captivity captive, thou son of Abinam. Then he made him that remaineth have dominion over the nobles among the people. The Lord made me have dominion over the mighty. Out of Ephraim was there a root of them against Amalek. After thee, Benjamin among thy people. Out of Machir, came down governors out of the Zebulun, out of Zebulun, they that handle the pen of the, of the rider. It cuts off at the bottom. And the princess of Issachar with Deborah, even Issachar, and also Barak, and he was sent on foot into the valley for the divisions of Reuben. There were great thoughts of heart. I'm gonna recap this for you in a minute, but keep going. Why abodest thou amongst the sheepfolds to hear the bleedings of the flocks? For the divisions of Reuben that were great searchings of heart. Gilead abode beyond Jordan, and why did Dan remain in the ships? Asher contained on the seashore and abode on the beaches, the reaches. Zebulun and Naphtali were a, a people that je, uh, jeopardized their lives unto death in the high places of the field. The king came and fought, and then fought the kings of Canaan uh, in Tanakh by the waters of Megiddo. They looked no, to gain no gain of money. They took no gain of money. They fought from heaven, here we go. The stars in their courses fought against Cicero. The river of Kishon swept them away, the ancient river, the river of Kishon. O my soul, thou hast trodden down strength. Then there were the, the horse, horse hoofs broken by the means of the prancings, the prancings of their mighty ones. Curse ye, Morose, says the angel of the Lord. Curse ye bitterly in the inhabitants thereof, because they came not to help of the Lord, to the help of the Lord against the mighty. Last verse. Blessed above women shall jail the wife of Heber, the Kenite, be blessed shall be above the women in the tent. Here's what happened. Deborah looks out over the, over the landscape of the entire city or the nation of Israel. She sees a nation that's in a mess, a nation that once had strength, once had been able to pray through, 
once that saw situations change because they walked into a room. They were favored, they were blessed, they were highly favored. Things began to change because of them. Life was good. They brought situations that were bad, good. They wouldn't help bad people, turn them into good people. They brought captivity out of captivity. They brought in people out of uh, no nations into nations. They were the God's favorite people, Israelites. God knew them, they knew God. They saw great miracles take place all across the land. And for some reason, they hit a spell of life where everything got normal. They got under the captivity of the Canaanites. And the king and the leader of the Canaanites took them and said, listen, I know how we're gonna do this. Now, if we press on them too hard, they'll fight back because deep inside of them is a fight. Deep inside of them is a fight. But if I can just make him, if I can just push him around just a little bit, if I can just keep him knocked off balance just some, we can make them a little bit comfortable, but still yet keep them under the, 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 the tutelage and under the, the pressures of life, that we don't pressure them too much. If we pressure them too much, they will fight back. So let's just get them in a place where they learn to live with inconvenience. They learn to live with just commonality. They learn to live with, and over the course of time, we'll strap them and strip them of their want to live and their want to drive and their want to lead and their want to go ahead. They'll learn to manage the life they have as bad as it is. They'll try to get out of their circumstances situation. They'll have debt problems. They'll have marital problems. They'll have relationship problems. They'll have career problems. They'll have all kinds of different issues and they'll be so caught up in trying to manage this that they'll not even know what's really happening to them. We're keeping them under the pressure because we really don't want them to be the nation that they're supposed to be. As long as we gotta manage in their dysfunction and their problems and their hurts and their pains and they're so focused internally on this and they forget what's inside of them, we got them. But the minute they start realizing who they are, whose they were and who brought them out of Egypt and the minute they realize they're God's people, oh gosh. So we can't put so much pressure on them that it makes it rise up inside of them. But we can't just let them do anything either because if we do, they'll, they'll see it. They'll start getting a hold of themselves. So let's just find that place to where they manage sickness, they manage their debt problems and financial problems, they manage their marital problems, they man and they're holding on, holding on. But we can't get them too far down because if they get too far down, they'll realize there's something in them greater than they could ever possibly imagine. But what they didn't know, what the king of Canaanites didn't know, that God was speaking to a woman that was sitting under a palm tree. Palm means victory. She's sitting under a palm tree and people started coming to her from different places and asking her wisdom and how to judge their situation. And all of a sudden the spirit of God spoke to her and said, woman, arise. She looks at the people, she starts seeing the situation, she starts judging their problems and, and helping them with their situations and giving them counsel and saying, well, you, gotta, you should do this, you should do that. And as she saw many, many, many people and talked to many, many, many people, she realized there's something in common that all of these, whether it's a marital problem, a family problem, a financial problem, a health problem, a situation at church, it doesn't matter, a ministry problem, a cultural issue, it doesn't matter. She's starting to see some, some threads that were common in all of those issues. They were trying to manage rather than rise up. They were trying to fix rather than rise up. So what she had to do, she had to rise up herself.
So Deborah rises up. She calls to Barak and she says, listen, here's what I need you to do. You gotta go fight this thing. We're not laying here anymore. We're not sitting here any longer. This is, we've, we've taken this too much. We're not taking this anymore. Are you hearing me? We're not taking, you gotta get up off yourself. I know it hurts. I know it's hurtful, it's painful. I know, and I know you don't know how to fix it, but I know what we're gonna do. While we're trying to fix the problem, we're gonna take out the thing that's causing the problem. We're gonna get you out from underneath that pressure and that principality of darkness that's over your head that's bringing the oppression that's causing you just to want to manage your issue. We're taking you out from underneath that thing. So while she was dealing in a micro, she was also fighting in a macro perspective. She calls Balak and she says, Barak, and she says, Barak, here's what I need you to do. You gotta fight this. He looked at her and he said, listen, I'm not fighting these people unless you go with us. She said, this ought to make somebody happy. I'm a woman. What, what, do you, what am I gonna bring to the table? And Barak said, you're carrying something that I don't carry. Amen. Listen to this now. He said, I have the seed, but I can't carry the seed. Only the woman can carry the seed. The man has the seed, but the woman can carry it. He said, I gotta have you to work with me because together we're gonna be complete. You're gonna bring some spiritual components that I don't have, and I'm gonna go out of here and I'm gonna fight this thing with everything I got in the physical, but I've gotta have you carrying something in the spiritual that I'm not able to carry. So Deborah knew how to sing. She knew how to pray. She knew how to worship. She knew how to direct and judge situations righteously. And all those things started happening. And what's what happened? Barak goes and he looks at the people. He says, she says, let's go, let's do this, I'll go with you. He counts his men. He's got 10,000. The problem is Canaanite, the Canaan land has 100,000 and 900 chariots. Barak looks back at her and says, are you sure about this? And she says, arise, woman. I'm the mother of Israel. I'm gonna change this situation and we're gonna do it through you. And you're gonna take this guy out. We're going to free the people once and for all. We're not gonna sit here and let us live in our, our, our boxes and, 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 and go from one end of the box to the other and think we're free because we have a little bit of slack in our chain. In other words, I know you've been feeling good for five days, but you're still not healed. I know you've had a few good days, but you're still not healed. I know the bills are paid for this month, but what about next? I know you haven't fought for at least two weeks, but there hasn't been change in the house. There's just not been fighting. I know that they called you, he called you and hadn't talked to you in a long time, but he still hasn't come around. We see that as a glimmer of hope and go, God is answering prayer. Yes, God's moving, but guess what God is looking for? Rise. You have got to rise. It's gonna be against your nature, it's gonna be against your, 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 your posture, but you're going to have to rise. You're going to have to put your foot down. There's gonna to have to be a fight inside of you, even though there's 10,000 of you and there's 100,000 of them. You've got to fight. 
You've got to fight the good fight of faith. You've got to knock some stuff off balance. You've got to clear some stuff off your tables at home and throw some things away. I'm not talking about movies and I'm not talking about all that stuff. I'm talking about something on the inside of you has got to rise up and say, I am not going to tolerate this any longer. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You are the mother of your home. She may have abandoned you. They may have left. You're the mother of the house. Rise. Knock the thing off balance. Go after it with all that's in you. Beat your chest if you have to, but do it in the bathroom so nobody will see you. You hear what I'm talking about? Listen, she's, and what should move you is not the fact that you can make the Canaanite guy run. What should move you is you can't live with seeing the people that you're influencing and affecting living in the condition that they're in. About five years ago, a lady called me on the phone. She said, I uh, want you to talk to my son. He's 16. And I said, hey, be glad to. So she makes an appointment and she comes in. As she came in, it was a beautiful sight. She came in and she had him by the hair of the head as he was coming in my office. And he, she puts him down, sits down, and she cussed a few times. And she's letting him have it. She said, he needs delivered. I said, really, what's he delivered? What's, tell me a little bit, what's he need delivered from? She said, he's rebellious. And uh, <laughs> you guys are not gonna like the story, I can tell already. She said, he's rebellious, he's rebellious, he's a smart aleck, he backtalks, he sasses, has no respect for any adult, and he doesn't even wanna be here today. She, she's still got him by the hair of the head, sitting beside him in the chair, and he's leaning. I mean, it's, he's got hair, real hair, lots of hair. And she's leaning, he's leaning. And, she's, and the more she gets animated and talks, guess what? The more the head keeps moving. He, it reminded me of a Pentecostal service at the altar. His head was just a moving every which way, but he didn't want to move it. So, me being just who I am, I would ask questions initially so she would get real animated and, and I'd say, he backtalks that much? You wouldn't believe how much he backtalks and she's shaking his head. I said, give me an example. And this kid, by this time, is going to look like this. And he, I mean, she literally is just, it's been 15 minutes and she's getting her point across. So finally, I said, if you let go of his hair, let me talk to him just for a minute. So I start talking to the young man. And sure enough, man, he had everything she said. And a couple times, if I could have reached over the desk, I would have grabbed his head, hair and head, and I'd been shaking his hair too. But he got mouthy, back talking, and mouthy. And, uh, i never forget this as long as I live. He leaned up in my desk, to my desk, as he was gonna talk to me like he was talking to her. He was a young man, he was underage. So I got up out from under behind my desk and I walked up in front of him and I said, I don't care if you're 16, 17, 15, I'm about ready to punch you right in the mouth. I'm not gonna pull your hair, you're gonna bleed. I'm gonna hit you hard. She said, pastor. And I said, oh, and I'm a good one. 
I'm a good one. This is, this is a true story. He looks up at me like he was gonna haul off and hit me. And I said, I'm going to give you the first one. But I'm gonna here to tell you, my friend, you're going down. And you're gonna go down hard and fast. And said, and then we're not gonna have to worry about you calling the police because I'm gonna call them and I'm gonna tell them everything that happened. I said, are we okay with that? By this time, she reached up and grabs me by the hair of the head again. And I said, no, let him go. He drew back like, he did. He drew back like he was gonna hit me. And all of a sudden, you could see him shaking. And as he got ready to, to draw back to hit me, he went like this, and I just reached out my arms like this. I said, go ahead, give it your best one, because it's gonna be your last one. And like that, and he fell into my chest, crying, weeping. I'm talking about bawling like a three-year-old. He just fell into my chest, and I grabbed a hold of him, and I started grabbing the back of his hair too. It wasn't like she was. And I, and I started crying. And here he was just on top of my chest and I was crying. And he was melting like a little baby boy. Right? Squealing. Making sounds like a pig. And he would just, and I'd pick him up. And he would pick, pick him. And finally I let him go and he dropped all the way to the floor until he got to the point where there was nothing else in him. And I looked at her. I grabbed a hold of her face and I began to pray over her, and she started that same squeal. And she fell all, fell all the way to the ground. And I looked at both of them, and I stepped back, and I'm bawling, I'm a mess. I'm looking at him, looking at her. They're on the ground. There's nothing more in them. I reached down and picked them both back up. Now watch this, this is a true story. I picked them back up together. He looks at his mother. His mother looks at him. They hugged, tight hug, to where they were just, changed people. He looked up at me and had a glean in his eye that I'd never seen. He wasn't there when he got there. She was so full of madness and anger that it's something had changed. They hugged each other. I went back and sat down behind my desk and they're both still standing there. And I said, I think this meeting's over. Right? They walked out of my office. It's been five years ago. I saw him about two weeks ago. They're incredible. He's grown up to be an incredible young man. She's an incredible lady. Now, what happened? What is this, what's the story behind that? I arose. I knew I wasn't fighting a kid. It was a spirit that was holding that kid in bondage. And the compassion I had for him to get him free was worth me confronting him and that spirit. Amen. Happy Mother's Day. Are you ready to go there though? I'm tired of pussyfooting around. Is that a word or is that a bad word? Because I'm live and you can't edit it. You can't edit it. We need a benediction about right now, don't we? Well, I make no apologies for it even if it was a bad one because it felt good when I said it. <laughs> I want you free. I want your life transformed. I want you living in power. I want when things come against you and things are hurting you and they will, things, life hits you. I want you something to rise up inside of you and say, no, 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 no. You do not have the last word I do. I want you to recognize that you're not a victim of your circumstances. And, you, and, and, and run, 
run it out. They had 10,000 soldiers versus 100,000 soldiers. They took them out. Let me tell you what happened. God sent a hailstorm and fought that group. So Deborah had help. She had the Lord. And the hailstorm killed those people. Now the king, or the, the guy over Canaan, escaped. He goes in a tent. He hides, comes back to the land. And jail, he comes there and he says, I'm tired, I'm resting, I just need something to drink and I have some water. She gave him some milk, warm milk, puts him to sleep. When the man goes to sleep, get this, when the man goes, don't get any ideas, but just get this. When the man went to sleep, she took a peg, a tent peg, and pounded it with a hammer into his temple and killed him. She wasn't toying with that thing anymore. Now that was representation of a spirit. She's not toying with it anymore. I want you free. I want you free so bad I can't stand it. I want you walking in power. When I see and hear some of the prayer lists and things that are going on in people's lives and we just, we're just, we're pressing in, we're pressing in, we're pressing in. God, I want you free. I want you whole. I want your life to have peace. I want you to have a bigger progression and moving forward. One of the best things a lady said to me yesterday, she said, I've been this, living this way for two weeks. I get nauseous, two years, I get nauseous. I get sick, but I'm done. Amen. I put my foot down. Yeah. I'm not taking it anymore. Amen. And she's not even, she has no idea what it's gonna look like, but she knows what that looked like. Yeah. And she's not willing to let that look like that anymore. Right. I'm ready. Pentecost is next Sunday. It's a feast of the Jewish day, ways. The tr Pentecostal church, the churches, we've, we've relegated it to tongues. But I've learned you can pray in tongues and still be miserable. It's power. It's the spirit. It's his spirit living inside of us that makes the transformation and the change. And I just want to know, is there anybody willing to propel into the next place in the spirit with God. I believe you're in. I believe God's raising up people all over across the land. You guys are incredible people. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're smart, you're intelligent. You're bold. You're stronger than you think you are. You don't, you don't need him. You don't need them. You don't need her. You need him. And if you got him, you get it all. And I promise you, when that begins to think, when that, you watch, almost everything starts to get put back in order. But you're not going to do it this way. You're going to rise up. Strength. Power. Fortitude. the best time to be alive for you. And don't mistake a season of when, when, you, when, it's, when, it, when things are bad now or getting worse, 
Don't mistake the last season as being best. It might be just better than your worst, but God wants it to be the best. What am I saying? Don't, don't just live in a relationship or a situation here that really isn't freedom, but you're able to tolerate it, manage it. And now things have gotten a little worse and you'd give anything to go back to tolerating and managing. Well, that's not the best that God has for you. And there's no way to go from manage to tolerating just by going to the best. God's way, sometimes it's through the worst. Ask Jesus. He'd have died on a cross. But he didn't stay dead. The grave spit him out because it couldn't hold him. Your situation might just spit you out because it can't hold you. Now the grave will hold death. Grave just can't hold life. Did you get what I just said? The grave can hold death, but the grave can't hold life. Rise up, life. Rise up, mother. Rise up, mom. I've got my mom here today. And you don't know a mom, breath, until they come at your kids. You don't know what I'm talking about, moms. I just wanna talk about your kids. Those are fighting words. Mom, that's the, that's the spirit Deborah had. She will smack your face to get your kids free. Would you stand with me? Isn't God good? He's faithful. He's true. Now the Lord will confirm what I'm telling you for your own personal life. As you walk out of here today, there will be confirmations that are spoken into your life of the things that you're gonna need to do or should do or will do. I just need you to get this. Arise, be strong, and be ready to go. Don't tolerate it anymore. Let's do it. Are you ready? Are you ready? Yes. For real? Yeah. Off the porch. Oh! Yeah. That's what it's going to take. The Lord says, don't be afraid to swing. And you don't have to take the first punch to swing. You've been taking punches for years. 
start swinging. Now you interpret that the way you want to. I know what it said to me. I'm not putting up with it anymore. Right? Terry, you gonna put up with it anymore? You can't have the taste of power and heal somebody yesterday. And today get up and go, I'm victim of my circumstances. Not impossible. Are you ready to go? Man, next week is Pentecost Sunday. It's the last day of our after 50. We're gonna blow this place wide open. I want you to come back with the scars that you got this week after punch, punching or swinging it all week. Bring your boxing gloves if you want to. We'll put up a ring, whatever we have to do. You're gonna get free. Listen to me, you're gonna get free. You are not a victim of those circumstances. You're not gonna have to sit on your hands and wait till, they're not in control. What's inside of you is in charge, right? You are, you are, why? Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in anything in this world. Father, in Jesus' name, I release the Deborahs of this place, the mothers of Israel, the mothers of their home, the mothers of their city, the mother of their, their relationships. Rise up, mom. Rise up, mother. Take charge. Be who you're supposed to be. Sing and worship to the Lord. Pray and see things change. Don't lay down. Why? Because you're called to be a carrier of the seed. The seed is the word of God and the word is power and potent and it changes situations. In the name of Jesus, when you walk out of these doors today, I send you forth to fight the good fight of faith and to see situations change in your life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen.